You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, defense played great. The D-line was, you know, in Cam's face all game. So without them, I wouldn't have had, you know, one interception. So shout out to the D-line. But I think everybody was just playing together. You know, we kept things simple and uh, everybody was playing fast and, you know, playing physical. So I think that was the key. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as usual by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. David, we're going streaking. We're going streaking! The Bucks have won two in a row. Woo-hoo. We're going through the quad to the gymnasium. I appreciate anybody who understands that reference. No, the uh, the Buccaneers defeated the Carolina Panthers. Thank goodness on the uh, on the shoulders of perennial Pro Bowler, multi time first team All Pro Andrew Adams, who had three interceptions off of Cam Newton. Newton was sacked four times, intercepted four times. It was it was a dominant effort from basically every Buccaneer that does not line up on the offensive line. Yeah, and it was it was really great to see. I've never been happier to be wrong about a piece of fantasy advice because uh, if, if you go back to our fantasy episode this past Friday, I, I definitely recommended to sit the Buccaneers defense just because uh, I figured all the yards that Christian McCaffrey would get would also come with a solid amount of points, and I definitely didn't foresee four takeaways, but... Uh, Happy to be wrong on that. Um, not not as happy that I, I had them on my bench. However, since we also recommended the Colts, um, I, I still came away with some some solid points this weekend. So I'll take it. Yeah, and and for the uh, for the second consecutive game, and and really, you could even say into ten quarters because we we discussed at length that that desperation interception that Jameis Winston threw. But Jameis Winston has played mistake free football. Since he was put back into the lineup uh, in, in the third quarter against the New York Giants, I don't know what's going on, but Visor Jameis is still the best Jameis. Somebody in our group chat said that Winston had said something to the effect of he was wearing it for for swag. I never saw that quote. You know, I I don't know what the exact wording was, but I still have to believe that there's some sort of it's some sort of prescription visor. You know, a big thing was always about Jameis squinting and he doesn't like to wear contacts because they're uncomfortable. But to me, he's seeing the field better. And since he's seeing the field better, he's making smarter and better decisions. One of the sacks that he took in this game was actually a smart decision because he didn't force the ball somewhere that it was it couldn't go. He took the sack. He lived to play another down. And this version of Jameis Winston is the version that we all thought they were getting with the number one pick that we all believed he could be. And it's leading to wins. Oh, yeah. I mean, wh- whatever the visor, whatever purpose it's serving, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, uh, for, for any of the basketball fans out there, if you remember Hoodie Mello, you know, Hoodie Mello tears it up. And apparently, like you said, visor Jameis uh, is, is tearing it up, too. I actually saw, I didn't get involved in the conversation, but I kind of saw a thread about the visor. Uh, last week and I guess 
according to some publication. I don't really know the source or the validity of it, so take it you know take it for what it's worth. But I guess the visors on NFL helmets are too curved to be prescription. So I guess like it basically can't be prescription. But oh, interesting. You know, I also know. I mean, I, I shoot a lot, you know, for a living, and there there are shooting glasses that aren't prescription that are also curved lenses and what they do is while they're not prescription per se, they do kind of help, you know, uh, help you kind of identify outlines of things a little bit better and, and, uh, pick up movement and all that stuff better. I mean, most of them are tinted and his isn't tinted. So I don't know if the same technology works in a clear lens or not, to be honest with you, but whatever it is, I mean, there's the old saying, you know, feel good, play good and, and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, the, the most recent redesign of the army uniform, was largely well i would say largely but but some of it at least was based off of uh appearance i mean the the marine corps uh has a, a patent on their uniform design and there was actually a time period where the department of defense was considering basically just putting all the branches in one pattern and making everybody look the same and the marine corps refused to come off of their patent and and allow anybody else to use it and also refused to change because the marines love the pattern so much. And again, again, it kind of goes back to, you know, look good, feel good, play good and, and perform well. I mean, there's something to it, the psychological aspect of it. And if, if he's wearing it for swag, I mean, Hey, you know, do it up. Yeah. You uh, look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, get paid good, get paid good, live good, live good, die good. Um, yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what Winston's doing right now. And, and it shows and, you know, the offense looked good aside from Donovan Smith allowing sack after sack after sack and Caleb Beninock still being not good at football. Um, you know, they, they didn't miss a beat with Deshaun Jackson being out. In fact, I think it actually helped things a little bit. Uh, Chris Godwin was, you know, the starter in yes. place of Deshaun, led the team in receiving. Adam Humphreys, again, you know, played a big role, got his fifth touchdown in as many games. Um really the only complaint that I have about the offense outside of the offensive line is Cam Brait with all those drops. I and mean, that's mm-hmm. not something that Cam Brait normally does, but he was having some issues early on, you know, dropping the football. And, you know, one of them was, was a, a touchdown pass. One of them would have been a first down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, aside from that, you know, the offense played a, a good game. And honestly, I, the game should have been 31 to 17 because that Peyton Barber, fumble he was that ball was clearly over the goal line and then it hit um donovan smith and and bounced away so even the one turnover that they had i don't think was truly a turnover right no i i definitely i still stand to this to this moment that that was a touchdown i don't know what they saw but that was a touchdown so um, david i know we have a <clears throat> i know we have a few voicemails but before we get to that of course, we have to give a shout out to good, good friends of the show. And that, of course, is our friends over at my bookie. And sure, watching football is fun, but it's entertaining when you have some action on the games. You've heard us talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still sitting on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of person that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 into 600. There's just so much to bet on right now. College basketball and football, the NBA, the NHL, there's custom bets, there's props, there's esports. 
you can you can gamble on politics and reality shows in my bookie. If if it's something that you could possibly fathom putting a bet on, chances are you can do that at my bookie. It is the one bet that we know that you are going to be happy with all year long. We recommend these guys because we trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They have great online reviews and their mobile site is so easy to use. Even David can do it. Sign up this week and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM, not to mention that they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You play, you win, you get paid. David, what do we have on the voicemail docket? Well, I have a question first. So yeah, what's up? why was it that there weren't any voicemails on the episode I wasn't on last week? Uh, because you are much better at this whole editing thing. Than <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I mean, you know, because because you took that shot at me there on, on the my bookie read. So just, well, just I, it, you know, it also plays into a little bit of laziness on my part. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough uh yeah so we, we got tyler from boston what's up boys it's tyler from boston great win today second win in a row making the uh the panthers lose four in a row and i said last week when we when i called in and i we played the 49ers they said that that game was the probably the most complete team win that we've had but I think you could probably chalk this one up as a great team win, too, maybe even better than the last week because of the opponent that we're facing. The Panthers, despite their record, I think are very good. And, you know, we our offense was clicking, no mistakes on special teams. And, I mean, it's great to have Devontae Adams there back on, uh, back on the line. And, and good Lord, Adams, Andrew Adams with three interceptions. Are you kidding me? Just a great win. Uh, the, I think their defense really looks good the last two weeks. And, and hopefully for the rest of the year, we can, uh, we can put together a defense that hasn't been so miserable like it has been the rest of the year. Uh, what you guys think? Thanks. All right, Tyler, we appreciate the phone call. As always, hope you're staying warm up there in chilly, chilly Boston. Um, yeah, it, it for sure was the most complete team win of the season. And and you were right when you said it last week, too, because it was. But this was a complete team win against a much, much better opponent. You know, the, <clears throat> the Panthers haven't won a game since they beat the Bucks four weeks ago. I get it. They went from six and two to now six and six, but there's no denying that the Panthers are an incredibly talented football team. Christian McCaffrey is one of the biggest offensive threats in football. Cam Newton is going to be Cam Newton. You know, the defense still has Keekley, still has Davis. The, you know, Eric Reed is, is a phenomenal player. They have an incredible pass rush. Julius Peppers somehow is still playing at age 89 and still making a difference in every game. So watching them have a complete win against a team 
of Carolina's caliber and a team of their talent level, it makes it feel that much bigger because there's no reason that the Buccaneers should not have beaten the 49ers the way they did last week. But when you beat the Carolina Panthers, who came into this game favored because they have been the better team all season long, it it, it just increases how how uh, how can I put it? It makes the win, you know, that much more magnified for the Bucks in the way that they won the game. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and JPP alluded to it last week uh, in some of his his some of his conversations that you know the. The Buccaneers were supposed to beat the 49ers. So while it was great to to get that win, you know, and not trying to be disrespectful to the 49ers, but it just it is what it is. You know, when when you come into a game and you're just so obviously uh superior to, to that team as far as you know the talent on the roster, whether it's due to injuries or whatever, um you you expect to win and it it doesn't it's still a good experience, obviously. It's a good feeling to see that team come away with a victory, and I'm sure it felt good in the locker room to come away with that victory. But a, a game like this one uh, is just is just much more impactful on morale and on confidence. Uh, I think that's why, I mean, you know, the, the hype train in the beginning of the season went pretty fast, pretty quick because of the, of the quality of the teams that they beat. I mean, you, you beat the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, who were one, you know, bad play uh, by, their, by their safety from going to the Super Bowl. Or going to the to the championship game, and then you beat the Super Bowl champions. Um, and and it's not even. I mean, even without Carson Wentz, I mean, they won the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz. So even with Nick Foles in there, those are the Super Bowl champs, and you beat them. So the the quality of win definitely plays into it. And uh, I kind of like. I mean, I, I'm I'm more satisfied with this victory because the defense had to carry the day. Uh, we, we talked about it in the preview episode and I mentioned and, and we talked about how, you know, the Carolina Panthers can be a streaky team and that if they got some points going early in the game and everything else, that's where the Buccaneers could find themselves in trouble. So holding them to just that touchdown in the first half was huge. Um, and then and then coming out in the second half, I mean, the, the Panthers put, you know, points on the board in their first drive. They had that one drive where they just, I mean, they just drove the ball downfield and did whatever they wanted to do. And in that moment, it was kind of one of those situations where you just kind of had the feeling like if the Bucks defense didn't find a way to make something happen on that very next possession for the Panthers, that the game could get out of hand and that the Panthers could get right back into it and, and all that. And that's when they came up with one of those turnovers. And it was just great to see, you know, the, the, the defense has been getting better and better uh, every week, I think, you know, in, in increments and, and that in the last two weeks, I think we've seen them take a couple of jumps, uh, which is going to be huge going up against the new Orleans saints, because this is not, the same Saints team that the Buccaneers played in the first week of the season. I think we all know that by now. So uh, we, we called the Panthers game a little bit more of a, of a measuring stick, right? And I think we're about to get a really, really good look at just what kind of talent this this roster has on it uh, this coming week. David, what do we have next up on the docket? Uh, so our next voicemail is from Jonathan out of West Palm Beach. What's up, guys? This is Jonathan from West Palm Beach, and in the words of Michael Scott from The Office, uh, no question about it, I am ready to be hurt again by this team because my hopes are definitely up uh, once again. Just a great win, uh, especially against a division rival. Um, I thought Jameis played exceptionally well. Uh, if you factor in his runs 
and um, he ends up with, I think, over around 300 yards of offense generated. And what I love about his running today is that it was an actual threat to run. Like, he was blazing tackles, he was putting moves on guys. And this is something we haven't really seen since, really, his rookie year. I think he rushed for, like, five or six touchdowns. So it's good to see him embracing that part of his game. And really, just hats off the defense, man. Just an awesome game by them, an awesome game called by Mark Duffner, um, who really had no, had every reason today to get torched playing with some DBs off the street, but man, he had these guys ready and fired up. So that was awesome to see. And um, yeah, just a really, really great game overall. And, um, you know, I really am starting to think, and I was a little sarcastic in the beginning, but I really am starting to think the team is turning the page a little bit because I think for the first time in a while, the team has come out consecutive weeks looking prepared. There, there was a game plan. There was a attitude. There was like, saw like a clear path to victory that our coaches laid out. So that was really encouraging. Um, really been an up and down season, but it's been a fun one. And this is like, you know, why we love the game. So appreciate everything you guys do. Have a great day. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. And yeah, just a great way to, to get yourself heard on the podcast. Quote the office. Uh, 99% of the time it'll, it'll work. <coughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the defense came out prepared and ready to go, despite the fact that, you know, it got to the point when, when Justin Evans and Isaiah Johnson went down, the Bucks were down seven members of the secondary. Seven. <laughs> Like that's wild to think about. Yeah. You know, you you lose Isaiah Johnson and Justin Evans during the game. You'd already lost Vernon Hargraves to the IR. Carlton Davis, MJ Stewart, um, uh, Brent Grimes were all inactive, and then of course Chris Conti has been out with that knee injury. He was on the IR. So I mean, that's seven seven guys that were yep. starters. And, and they were gone, and, and the secondary was able to do what it did. It was impressive. It was, you know, it's a it's a testament to what Duffner's been able to do. The this defense has really started to to turn things around since he took over, and you know, it, it's encouraging. You you have to like what you're seeing out of them. Oh, definitely. I mean, and it just shows you kind of the value that coaching brings. I mean, you know, we've we've learned some things about. Mike Smith and kind of some of the stuff that was going on with his defense while he was, while he was there. And, you know, uh, it, it kind of, a lot of it kind of points to why they struggled so much, especially out there against Chicago uh, earlier this season, you know, but the thing that really impressed me this weekend uh, against the Panthers was not only did we see some of the things that the Panthers use repeatedly in this contest, not work today, but really, I can't really think of any one play or any one strategy that the Panthers came out with that even when they did get some chunk plays and get some big plays, that it worked twice of a coach because and, and that's what we've all kind of been screaming for, you know, is, is coming over to the sideline and you're not just there to get Gatorade or, or whatever you're drinking. You're not just there to take your helmet off and sit down and, and mope about whatever struggles you just had or however many yards you just gave up. You're over there to figure out what's going on in the game, what's working, what's not working, what you're, what the opposing team came in trying to do against you, and how to fix it. And we really saw it. I mean, uh, I mean, the the Javian Elliott interception was was the first sign for me. It was just it was extremely exciting. And at first glance, it really seems a little bit, you know, kind of kind of dull. But if you look at that play, and then you look at and you compare it to some other plays um, from earlier in the season. Javian Elliott lined up in the slot 
you know, across from their slot receiver. I don't remember who was lined up out there uh, off the top of my head, but he lined up immediately across from the, from the slot receiver. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't speak to cam, but just the way that cam read the defense and the way that he attacked, it looks to me like he thought they were in man coverage, which is the point, right? But the way that Javian came off of this off off the slight slot defender, read Newton's eyes and jumped on the ball. I mean, it was just picture perfect coverage. Because if you're a quarterback looking at that coverage, your slot receiver looks covered by Javian Elliott. So then you're like, all right, the outside corner was playing off. I got my slot guy moving with my slot guy, so I'll hit the slant in behind the slot slot defender. Well, Javian Elliott got the better of a quarterback who for as much as we don't like him, he's a pretty decent NFL quarterback. Now he's, he's got some flaws. I wouldn't put him in the top five or, or whatever, but he's in the top half of the league as far as quarterback play is concerned. So just the fact that a guy like Javon Elliott, who doesn't get a lot of snaps, doesn't get a lot of time, doesn't get a lot of press was able to come in in that situation. And it wasn't too big for him. You know what I mean? Like the, the Panthers are driving. They were trying to put points on the board uh, a lot of speed on the field, a lot of things to read, a lot of things to react to. And instead of getting in his own head, Javen was just, he played within the formation, played within his assignment, read the quarterback, trusted his eyes, went with his instincts and made a beautiful play. Uh, it was, it was just great. You know, it was great to see. And, and, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with, with getting excited. I, I said it in the beginning of the season, right? Enjoy the two and O start because this team can go two and 14. And I didn't really think that we would see kind of the collapse that we saw when I said it, but I mean, it's there. Well, same thing. Enjoy these two wins. Cause I mean, this team can come out against new Orleans and new Orleans has a really good coach. They've got a really good coach. They've got a really good roster. I mean, the, the potential is there for the bucks to come out and get their butts whooped. The potential is also there for the Buccaneers to come out and get a victory. You know what I mean? But those potentials, they exist at the exact same time. So enjoy it while you got it. And I don't know, man. I mean, I suppose like if the Saints were to blow out the Buccaneers next weekend, I would be disappointed and and you know it would kind of take me back into my feelings a little bit. But honestly, I mean, even if the Bucs come out, if you look at the state of this roster and like you said, they're missing they they went without seven defensive backs today. If they're in a similar situation next week and they come out and even if they lose to the Saints by like three, seven, obviously I'm not gonna be happy. You know, and moral victories don't go in the standings. But if this defense in its current condition and current state loses to the saints by three, seven, 10 points, even that's, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's not bad. All right. Well, David, before we, uh, <clears throat> before we finish things up, I, I have a quick question for you mm-hmm. and we're not going to, we're not going to deep dive into this. It's just a, a yes or no, because chances are we'll, we'll deep dive into this, you know, later on um, green Bay Packers fired yeah. head coach, Mike McCarthy. No, if, if the Buccaneers move on from Dirk Cutter, should they pursue Mike no. McCarthy? No. Okay. He pre- yeah, we're not getting into it. Never mind. We're not getting into it. I just wanted one word, yes or no. Okay. <laughs> just for the record, I agree. But okay. we will get into that later on. So until then, make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Make sure you send us your voicemails. Just give us a call at 813-444-5841. And, of course, if you are heard on the air, 
then you are entered in to win the autographed Quan Alexander jersey at the conclusion of the Buccaneer season. Greco, don't worry. We got your voicemail coming up on tomorrow's episode. Uh, David and I are going to deep dive into that just a little bit. So we wanted to save that for when we knew we were going to have more time. Enjoy Victory Monday. It's only the second time this season that there have been back-to-back Victory Mondays. Enjoy it. Puff your chest out a little bit at work. High-five a stranger wearing a Buccaneers hat. And just enjoy yourselves. Thank you all so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.